Dr. Marky McNutt of UT Southwestern invites you to unravel the mystery of a postpartum patient presenting with ataxia and confusion. Hello, everyone. I'd like to tell you about a metabolic mystery that I encountered. I first met this patient when she was age 29. She was previously healthy and had no significant family history. She had just completed her first pregnancy. The pregnancy and delivery were normal, and she and the baby went home on the second day after delivery. However, on the third day, her husband noticed that she was walking unsteady and bumping into walls. She became more and more confused and wasn't answering questions appropriately. She was taken to the emergency department, and there were initial concerns for either postpartum psychosis or possibly an acute intoxication. Her basic laboratory studies, toxicology, and CT scan of the brain were performed and were all normal. A plasma ammonia was drawn, and it was elevated at 107 micromoles per liter. This was the first indication that this patient may have a urea disorder. Follow-up amino acid analysis was consistent with a proximal urea cycle disorder, such as OTC, ornithine transcarbamylase deficiency, CPS1, or carbamyl phosphate synthetase 1 deficiency, or NAGS, N-acetylglutamate synthase deficiency. She was given IV nitrogen scavengers, but required dialysis as her ammonia continued to rise. After a two-week hospital stay with nearly half of that in the ICU, the patient did make a full recovery and was discharged home. The initial mystery as to the patient's presentation was solved relatively quickly. However, the second part of this mystery was which urea cycle disorder did the patient actually have? Commercial genetic testing for primary and secondary causes of the urea cycle disorders found only a single variant of uncertain significance in the NAGS gene. So we enrolled the patient into a research study and performed global metabolomics and exome sequencing on the patient and her parents. We found that the patient had an undetectable level of N-acetylglutamate and had not one but two variants of uncertain significance in the NAGS gene, one inherited from each parent. Neither of these variants had been reported in humans, However, one was in a canonical splice donor site, and the other was orthologous to a mouse variant that had been used to generate a mouse model of NAGS deficiency, suggesting the potential pathogenicity of that variant. NAGS deficiency is the only urea cycle disorder with a specific treatment, which is carglumic acid. This medication is a bioequivalent molecule to the N-acetylglutamate normally generated by the NAGS enzyme. The patient was started on carglumic acid and had rapid normalization of her amino acids. This data taken together provided an answer to the mystery of the final diagnosis of partial N-acetylglutamate synthase deficiency. The diagnosis was only the beginning of the story for this patient. The patient initially thought she would never be able to have children again due to the medical risk. However, after the diagnosis of a treatable condition, she reconsidered. The patient has since had two additional pregnancies. Data for treatment with carglomic acid during pregnancy is lacking, but we decided to prioritize the health of the patient and continue treatment with carglomic acid during both of these pregnancies and during breastfeeding in the most recent pregnancy. Both pregnancies and deliveries were normal with no complications. At our last check-in, the youngest child was just over one year old, and all of her children were healthy and developing normally. This case highlights two important points. First, the importance of non-metabolic providers, such as emergency department staff and OB-GYN providers, in recognizing the possibility of a urea cycle disorder in a patient presenting with delirium, especially postpartum. Had there been a delay in checking ammonia in this case, the outcome may have been much different. Second, there remain large gaps in our knowledge around treatment and management of metabolic disorders during pregnancy. If you'd like to read more about this report, please visit the JIMD report website and click on the link in the podcast description. Thank you for listening.